Welcome to TikTok Radio. I'm your host, Victoria Jameson. I'm a verified TikTok creator and professional makeup artist based in Dallas, Texas. After gaining over 800,000 TikTok followers in just six months, I became obsessed with helping aspiring creators and entrepreneurs unlock their full potential on the fastest growing app in the world. If you're looking to find your niche, increase your income, and build your influence with short form video content, then you are in the right place. My goal for this podcast is to inspire and empower you with actionable tips and insight from top TikTok creators so that you can master the For You page and build your brand on TikTok and beyond. There's no better time to start than right now. Let's dive into this week's episode of TikTok Radio. What's up, guys? Welcome back to TikTok Radio. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, kind of. I'm saying that now, but I haven't filmed the rest of it, so I'm not sure yet, because my voice has been super fatigued. Over the last week, I have basically spent all day, every day, talking to prospective clients and new clients working with me to grow their influence on TikTok, and my voice just was not ready for that. I did a really awesome webinar last week um, where we talked about basically in intro to TikTok, what it's for, why you should be on it if you're a business owner or influencer. And out of that, I actually ended up losing my voice. So since then, I've been trying to take really good care of my voice and it doesn't make it any easier when I'm having coaching calls and recording YouTube videos and podcasts because I need to talk for all of that. So I also wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who tuned into our webinar last week. It was such a huge success. I got so much amazing feedback that I think we are going to do a part two and talk a little bit more in depth about TikTok, um, more strategy. The last week was a little bit of a intro to the app and we can talk more about more in-depth strategy on our next webinar. So make sure you're part of the TikTok squad. I'll be announcing the next webinar in there. In the meantime, if you did not get a chance to watch the replay, I will put the link to the replay in the description below. I have totally sold out of spots in my beta test for the TikTok accelerator course. I'm super excited. We just started this week and I can't wait to watch these ladies grow their influence on TikTok. There is now a wait list for spots for our next round of TikTok Accelerator, which is my step-by-step all-inclusive course for starting and growing your influence on TikTok and hitting that first 10,000 followers. If you're interested and you want to get on the wait list, you can click the link in the description below in our show notes where you'll be able to register for the wait list and you'll get an email once I'm accepting registration into round two. It's an amazing over $3,000 value that I've jam-packed into one course. So you guys do not want to miss out on this. I'm all about packing in as much value as I can because I want to watch you guys succeed. So let's jump into today's topic. I'm sorry, but today will be a little bit short-winded and I will be expanding on today's topic more. Not because I don't want to talk about it more, partially my voice is the issue, but also because I want to kind of see how this new feature plays out. So if you're in e-commerce on TikTok, this is going to be a game changer for you. Recently, over the last week, the TikTok 
link to products has rolled out in the app for select beta testers. This is a very, very small beta test group. My husband and a few of his friends happen to be in it and we still don't know a lot about it. It is super new. We have not even had the chance to try it out yet, but I wanted to share it with you guys so that you are in the know in what's going on with TikTok. We're also going to hear from Jessica, who is a TikTok mom who you might know for her viral, I'm making lunch for my kids videos. She does these cute little videos where she's cutting up fruits and putting together these cute little lunch boxes for her kids for school, which is so adorable. And they have gone viral, viral with 20 million views. And she has skyrocketed to over a million views. And she's grown even three or 400,000 since I've last talked to her. So it's crazy to see this type of growth. It was really great talking to her. So you're going to hear the first half of my interview with Jessica today. And then next week, you'll hear the next half and we'll wrap it up talking more about Shopify and any other features that have rolled out since then. Really quick before we get into talking more about this new feature and my interview with Jessica, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Having the ability to link specific videos straight to a Shopify page or any other external link is going to be huge. It's also going to be a huge undertaking to monitor, which I think is probably part of the reason that this beta test group is so small. A couple weeks ago, my husband, Matt, he is at Matt, really easy, on TikTok. He got an email from the Creator Monetization Program. It was a survey about Shopify. I always want to say Spotify instead of Shopify, you guys. So it was this survey about Shopify and basically we weren't sure if you needed a Shopify to be in it yet. So we just decided to be honest and put that we don't have a Shopify, but somehow Matt was still accepted into the program. I never got the email because I only have 500,000 followers, so I'm not that cool yet. But Matt has like 1.5 mil, so he gets a lot more of the insider details than I get, but I get the benefit of being married to him and finding out the inside scoop. So he is now in the beta test program. It literally just rolled out a couple days ago. So far, what we can see is that you can, when you're on the upload page, link to a product. Right now, it just has a description and then a link. This is really similar to a feature that we saw probably a month or so ago where you could link to TripAdvisor and Yelp, which is big for businesses. I can foresee this maybe being something that is an exclusive partnership where TikTok would require a brand to pay a partnership deal to have access to this feature. I could not really foresee in the near future this being something where you can just link to anything. And I think that would cause a lot of issues with safety and just keeping the app safe because when you click an external link, you never know what you're going to get. I like that now Instagram lets you know like, hey, you're clicking on an external link. So that would obviously be a necessity if this does open up to everything. But right now it looks like it is just Teespring and Shopify. As far as I can tell, there might be a couple other e-commerce platforms, but those are the two I can remember off the top of my head. And right now Matt is recording something, so I can't go ask him. But if you guys have more questions about the other apps and websites that were featured in this rollout, then go ahead and either message me on the Anchor app or you can comment in the group. I did a post about this in our TikTok squad group. Now, why is this so important? Well, a lot of other video apps like, for example, Vine, which we talk about a lot because my husband was a well-known Vine creator, 
is that they didn't ever find a way to truly monetize. So the way Vine creators ended up making money was through doing brand sponsorships, but it was not done through the app. So a lot of them ended up being kind of spammy or not meeting the guidelines of now what the FTC would require apps and other platforms, you know, to advertise with. Does that even make sense? Wow, my brain, you guys. Basically, the FTC has rules for how you can advertise on social media. That's why you see like hashtag ad and hashtag sponsored and why on Instagram now, if you look at the top, it says like sponsored post. It actually literally will harass you. Like one time I did a video about a blow dryer I really liked that was not a sponsored review, but TikTok, I mean, sorry, Instagram was like, you need to tag your sponsor. And I'm like, yo, it's not sponsored. So social media platforms have gotten really, really uptight about sponsorships. Um, right now we're in the wild west phase of sponsored content on TikTok. They're not really regulating to see if it's following the FTC guidelines, which is good and bad. It's good for creators, but bad because it could come back to bite you later. I'm not saying obviously to be sketchy about ad deals because it's dishonest and your viewers will eventually figure out that it was a sponsored deal. But you do want to be aware that, you know, this could have legal ramifications later if you're not disclosing um, posts that are sponsored. So basically, Vine never found a way to monetize through the app. And I think that's because it was so new. And at that point, I mean, that was what, 2013, you know, influencers, they existed, but it was not as prevalent as it is now. You know, these huge beauty gurus didn't really exist yet. It was the time when they were starting to come up. And it's really been in the last like five years that things have really taken to the next level as far as influencer marketing. Now, when it comes to actually linking things to Shopify, it seems like it would be a much better conversion rate than it would be with just a link in your bio. So with a link in your bio, you can link to a Shopify store or to an e-commerce site. But if you had a specific video that was about a specific item that went viral, it would be much better for that video to be linking directly to the item. Now, this opens a can of worms of like, how much will this affect user interaction? Because I think we've all seen on Instagram that when a video is sponsored or a Instagram post is sponsored, it says it's a sponsorship or it says ad, like a lot of people automatically are turned off by that. So it'll be interesting to see how much of the content people use this for is a sponsorship, which we've already had people reach out to us to do a sponsorship with this ad link, or not an ad, but this item link that we have exclusively, but also how many people do it just for their own merch and stuff. That's where I can see this being also very useful for creators to monetize their platform just by wanting to sell t-shirts or something like that. And instead of it having to take up the link in your bio, um, then that link can be used for directing them to other resources or other parts of your brand instead of um, trying to sell them something. So it might be a way to steer away from marketing solely with your link on your bio, which would be nice. Now, because Vine never found a way to monetize within the app and kind of run that monetization process, they lost a lot of their followers to apps like Instagram, where it is much easier to monetize. And I think a lot of people went to YouTube as well. YouTube, you know, you obviously get monetization from AdSense, which means when someone watches your video, they watch the ad on it. 
that ad makes money because other brands pay to be placed in those ads. So that way Google makes money from that and gives you a cut of that for creating the content that they put their ad on. So because Vine never had any of these forms of monetization, it died. In 2016, Vine was officially shut down. And that is right about the time that Musical.ly started to grow momentum, which is now the app we know as TikTok. So people were really looking for another platform. Now, a lot of times creators have had a hard time monetizing TikTok up until really, I would say the past six to nine months have really been a big surge in focus on TikTok sponsorships and brand deals. I remember last year in March at, what was it? Playlist Live, or it was February or March, around then. I asked about on a, it was a leadership panel kind of, of people in the industry who manage creators. And I said, yeah, so are you guys working with TikTok creators? Because, you know, we make most of our income from live streaming on TikTok right now. And my husband's looking to start monetizing his following. And basically all of them told me, no, you need to have a YouTube following to get a manager. And I was like, oh, that's weird. So we started kind of exploring YouTube and we have not really transitioned there yet. Matt is not super interested in that. I already do YouTube for my business, but it's not our full-time focus like TikTok is. So when people were telling me, oh, you know, you can't get a manager if you don't have YouTube, you know, the idea and the the mindset and the view of TikTok back then was still that it was a kid's app. And it's really transitioned in the past nine months. I have brands and artists reaching out to me daily to use their products in a video or to use their song in a video. That's a big form of monetization we're seeing is these songs in videos. So it's not just about item and brand. Gosh, I cannot talk you guys. It's not just about product placement. And I want you guys to get that out of your brain because that's kind of the influencer mindset is like it has to be a product promotion. But there's so many other ways people are monetizing on TikTok now. This item feature and being able to link to an item on a website is great. And that's more of like a traditional form of monetization. You know, you could probably link to affiliate links at some point. We will see what happens. But remember, there are also so many other ways to do monetization. It doesn't have to just be, ooh, buy this product. The music industry is pretty much being run by TikTok right now. There's so many companies that are paying people to use songs. Almost all the top influencers like Addison Rae and Charlie and the Hype House are being paid to use the songs they're using, which is basically artificially making songs go viral because look, the Savage Dance, look at that song. That song's now all over the radio. And that started out as a trend on TikTok because they got the biggest TikTokers on the app to do it. Now that probably costs them a pretty penny. That probably costs around $100,000 or more um, per influencer. You know, the thing with TikTok is there's so many more views. So the content promotion is worth a lot more money than it is on Instagram. You know, you could pay an influencer with 500,000 followers to do a post, but they might only get, you know, a very fractional number, you know, typically 1% interaction rate on that. But on TikTok, you know, my husband has 1.5 million followers and he's getting an 18% engagement rate, which is unheard of on Instagram. So the content is worth a lot more. So we'll see how this plays out, you guys. I'm really interested to see if there's any other shopping platforms that are added to this. I'm interested to see how this factors into brand deals because I know right now a lot of brands want you to put their link in your bio for a certain amount of time. So it's going to be interesting to see how TikTok takes advantage of this, if it sticks around, if it converts to sales, because we don't even know if that's going to convert directly to sales yet. 
I don't know. I'm excited. There's so much happening with the app. If you guys see any new features that you want me to talk about on here, be sure you send me a message through the Anchor FM app. You can send me a voice message, which is really awesome, and I can answer it on the show. So I would love to hear from you. All right, guys, let's jump into our interview with Jessica. Like I said in the beginning, Jessica's a mom from Las Vegas. She has boomed, absolutely boomed on TikTok. And I was really excited to talk with her because I really love her style of content. And I always love um, when creators are fearless and aren't intimidated by the trolls on the app. And I've definitely seen that from Jessica. And it's exciting to be able to share more powerful, driven women who are killing it on TikTok with you guys. So without further ado, here is my interview with Jessica. Hey guys, welcome back to TikTok Radio. Today I have a special guest with me. I have Jessica and she's going to be sharing kind of about her journey and we're going to learn a lot more about how she got started as a TikTok creator. Welcome, Jessica. Hi, thank you for having me. Of course. So Tell me a little bit about you and how you discovered TikTok. So I'm Sully Jessica on TikTok. Sully is my Korean name and then Jessica is my middle name, my American name. Um, I started TikTok because I have kids and Addie, my oldest son, she's eight. So her and all her friends started doing TikTok videos and, you know, talking about TikTok all day long, constantly, anytime they hung out. So um, I went to school for PR, advertising, marketing, journalism. So um, I always am in all the social media aspects. Um, I was a marketing director before this, so I ran a whole social media department. So I always want to be in the know with what's popular and, you know, what's going on. So I joined TikTok. Um, Addie wanted me to join TikTok. And at first... I was banned. I was actually banned from my first account. I have no idea why. I didn't have anything that was illegal or anything bad on there. I just signed on and my account was deleted. So then for a while, I was like, eh, I'm not going to do it. And then I restarted it. And then I started posting my lunch videos. And then one became viral. And that one, I think, has like 20 something million right now. And then after a couple more, um, my other lunch videos started getting viral and that's where I'm at. So when did you start this account? Um, my first account, I think I started in the summer and then my new account I started, I don't even remember me. I can go look. I'm always mm-hmm. curious because we've seen a lot of creators just on this podcast that started in the last year and have reached multiple millions which is so insane yeah it is pretty crazy because it was basically overnight where my account blew up and I mean you hear that all the time with TikTok yes and I when I first reached out to you like about a month ago your account you just hit one million and you're already at one point something what are you at what are you at now I'm at uh 1.7 that's so crazy almost a million followers in less than a month um January January 14th was my new my first video on my new account that so you've done over um over 1.5 million <laughs> in less than six months yeah it's pretty crazy I know it's and, still so unreal and coming from a social media background I'm sure you are also intrigued by the crazy organic reach of TikTok yes definitely it's it's pretty awesome um how 
it is different than Instagram or Facebook or any other, even Twitter. Because yeah, I feel like it is more organic and it feels more real because people aren't as, you know, it's, it doesn't seem as fake. It seems people are actually having more fun and doing what they want to. I totally agree. So you had a history in kind of social media and marketing, but did you have any type of presence already as an influencer on other platforms? Um, not really. I mean, not huge. I only had a couple of thousand on my Instagram. I started a YouTube like five years ago and I, I haven't uploaded since then. So I only had a couple hundred on there. So not really. I mean, a little bit, but not really because I was in the corporate world doing other people's stuff. And how did your friends and family kind of react once you've had this like huge growth? My sister, she, um, she is, how old is she now? 20, 19, 18. I, I, sorry, I don't live with her, but she's like 18, 19. And she has always wanted me to be a YouTube person or, you know, some kind of person to be doing social media stuff because I'm always creating stuff, doing makeup or, you know, doing something. And so every day she was actually like, get a TikTok. And then she would call me and be like, are you TikTok famous yet? Are you TikTok famous yet? So finally she was like, oh, I can't ask you that question anymore. So she was probably my number one, like, see, I knew, I knew you were going to be famous. And she was super excited. My mom was super excited. Um, my dad's kind of like, man, whatever. He, he didn't really, he's very like, no, no emotion. He's military guy. So he doesn't really (laughs) say much about that. Yeah. It's always cool when you have your family supporting you too. Right. And then of course my daughter's we're super excited and they get, they get so excited when we do a live or we talk to our fans. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. Do you have, does, do your kids play a big part in your content creation? Definitely. I always want them to be a part of my stuff. Um, if they want to be, of course, I don't want to force them into doing something that they don't want to, but yeah, Addie loves doing it with me. Maxine is my middle one. She, um, She's sometimes she'll want to and sometimes she doesn't. So I don't, I don't ever force her. And then my little one, she actually, (laughs) she's one and she'll bring my camera stand and she'll just like pretend like she's setting it up and I'll be like, Hey, Olive, you want to, you want to do something? And she'll be like, yeah. And then I have a couple of her dancing and stuff. And it's because she, you know, she sees me do it and she just kind of wants to do what I'm doing. So you have three girls. I do. Oh, girl mom. I love it. She's calling me right now. Aww. Hi, baby. Hi. Oh, she's so cute. So when you first started making the lunch videos, what kind of inspired you to do that? Um, you know, I already made her lunches that way. So then my sister was just like, hey, you should just film it and put it on there. And... I did. And the my first account, I kind of did it differently. I actually showed everything where I would cook the food and put the box together. And then I would just kind of show the box all together instead of doing like the packing part. There was more of the cooking aspect. Yeah. And then um, when I got my new account, I started just doing the packing part because it was a lot to film in the mornings, getting the girls ready and doing lunch 
and doing all that. So then I was like, I'm just going to do the pecking part because that's, that's actually the part that I love is making it cute. And, um, it's faster that way. And then, so I started doing that. I love that because we see a lot that people are successful when they're doing something that they are already doing in their life. Like it's an authentic part of their life. Right. Yeah. And people are like, oh, she takes, um, so much time doing this. And, um, but honestly it takes me at the most 30 minutes because I don't like waking up in the morning and I, I'm just not a morning person. So I feel that the fastest I can make it and, you know, get it out the door is just how I do it. And I, I work well under pressure. So giving me 30 minutes to do the lunch and make it cute kind of, you know, encourages me to do it that way. But yeah, I don't spend hours and hours in the morning. I, I wake up at eight at the earliest because she has school at nine. So, I mean, most people don't even wake up that late <laughs> for yeah, school. So, that's you know, no. yeah. that's like when I wake up and I don't have kids and people always tell me, Oh my gosh, you get to sleep in. <laughs> right. Now that they don't have school, they have homeschool. We actually just wake up later, which is nice. <laughs> Where are you guys from? Uh, we're in Vegas. So okay, all the girls cool. were born here. I love Vegas. Always fun to visit. I know people that live there though and really like it too. Yeah, I love it here. I mean, there's so much to do. Um, we get all the Broadway shows. So oh, I yeah. mean, that's for I sure. can't complain. You know, um, we're getting a football stadium. We have the hockey team now. So that's yeah. So fun. So has your life changed much since you gained these 1 million followers essentially overnight? Honestly, no, not really. I mean, um, I, maybe it's a little bit different because we're not going anywhere we're just stuck at home yeah um I mean I am getting more business opportunities obviously um asking me to do sponsored videos and stuff like that but other than that um not really everything's pretty normal I do the same things I just kind of um even you know my friends are like I don't know how you do all that but it's like I already did all of this like I had uh, the drive-in movie thing I you know and I already do a bunch of stuff with my kids and I like to do it. So it's not like I have to go out of my way to be like, oh, let's do this or let's do that because of contents. Yeah. I think that's when people kind of fall into this hole of like doing things just because they're trying to make content instead of doing what is happening in their life and sharing what's in their life. And that's when it really becomes kind of effortless to kind of just fall into that pattern of things that you're doing anyway and sharing it with people. So that's really cool. Right. That makes sense why you grew so quickly because it was really authentic. So how often do you post? Do you have like a kind of a mental schedule or I know you do the lunch videos. Is that like a daily thing for you for posting it? Um, I just do it when I feel like <laughs> it sounds so bad, but um, I should have a schedule. But with with having three girls and them being at school and not a regular schedule for me, um, kind of makes it hard to do the posting on a regular schedule and kind of, um, so I just kind of post as I want to. Uh, sometimes I'll post like four videos a day and sometimes I'll post one. Um, I try to do at least one, but you know, I can't promise everyone. That's super refreshing to hear because I feel like sometimes we talk to creators on the podcast that are like, oh, I have to post three videos a day or I 
post a video every single day. So I feel like it's good for people to hear, especially my mom listeners out there. I know I have a lot of moms that are wanting to become bloggers and creators. So I feel like that's good for people to hear that you don't have to be on this crazy regimented schedule to grow. Right. I mean, consistency is always better. Um, obviously people expect to see a certain video or something from you, you know, and if you have a set day and time, they can kind of look forward to that. But, you know, you have to be realistic with yourself and you got to kind of work with what you have. And I feel like everyone's kind of in a different situation now anyways. So, you know, just do what you can. And if they support you and like what you do, they'll, they'll wait for it. Have you noticed a growth in any of your other platforms since you've grown so big on TikTok? Yeah, I started a brand new Instagram account just for my lunches and food. And um, I'm over 8,000 on there, which I started, I, I just started brand new. So it was from zero and it was just through a TikTok. Um, <laughs> for everyone who for everyone that's been trying to grow on Instagram for the last year, the, the, basically the only way I'm seeing people grow is from TikTok. One of the biggest ways. Yeah, it's really hard to grow on Instagram. I feel like um, I, um, you know, it's good to be in, in a niche community and that helps with Instagram growth for sure. But I think TikTok definitely is a game changer for someone that wants to get into social media and grow all of their following even with my youtube i'm over 2000 which is i mean it's not significant but it's big enough for me it you know, takes to people see years thing. to get to that point though sometimes though i think we yeah, forget for, that right yeah. and that yeah. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> sorry <laughs> Um, yeah. And that's, yeah, that's so true because I did, I did YouTube videos, I think for like two years and I only had a couple hundred. So for me to gain, you know, a couple thousand in three months is pretty, pretty awesome. Um, I feel like the mom niche is like so powerful because it can give people inspiration and make people feel more normal and give someone to, someone, something to relate to. Um, so I feel like that too, it not just being in the mom niche. So then there's people that say like, Oh, I'm, I want to be a mom blogger, but then you like honed in on one type of video that really like kicked it off for you. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'll post other videos, but everyone just wants my lunch videos, which is fine, <laughs> but it's just funny. They're just like, we love your lunch videos. We love this video, but we want your lunch video. It's nice to know though, that like that one type of video will always do well for you. Do you notice like fluctuation even within the, your like niche videos? Yeah, but I mean, they do really well. So, um, if I do a lunch video, it's probably going to do well. I would say eight out of 10 times it'll be a viral video. Yeah. I usually tell people like most creators have one or two types of videos that do really well for them and they do that. And then everything else you do is kind of an experiment. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Sometimes, um, I'll just, it, it's just kind of fillers, I guess. And I'll just be like, Oh, well, this is what I like doing. This is, and just telling them more about myself is like the other little videos, but yeah, the lunch videos is, but then I get like the weird ones because I did, uh, just like a drink video doing the boba. I oh, got a boba I kit boba. and that one, that one did really well. So 
just, I guess it just kind of depends. But yes, I can definitely rely on my lunch videos to do good. Now, I know I saw a video from yours where people were being not so nice about grapes. And I feel like that is like a mom fight I see all the time on the internet is about cutting up grapes. How did you kind of cope with the big platform of people having lots of opinions? I know even in the mom community, like people have a lot of opinions. So how are you kind of dealing with that? There is definitely a lot of, you know, because it starts with when you're pregnant. You know, everyone gives you an opinion on how to raise your kid even before you have your actual child. And so I think people get really defensive from the get-go where they're like, you can't do this, you can't do this, you, you have to do this. And so you just kind of start off with this, like, judgment feeling, you know? And um, you just have to let people say what they want to and do, you know, just be their own mom. But I feel like it's you just have to... Just, I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but I, I'm the kind of mom where it's like, obviously I care about the kids that choke and I understand why and where they're coming from with the grapes and cutting it up and everything like that. But it's just the way people come at you. So yeah. if you're going to give advice or, you know, share a story that maybe you know someone's child that passed away because of choking on grapes or something like that, you can, you know, you can relay that in a great message instead of trying to bash or talk down on someone about you know about anything even besides the great thing yeah and I feel like coming from a place of like being a grown-up you know we're all adults adulting but a lot of younger creators really struggle with the backlash of like uh, of like bullying and hate on the app so it's good that you're pretty have a pretty solid head on your shoulders you're not letting it get to you because I know that's something that I have heard a lot is that so for some people coming from nothing having no social media presence or having very you know a personal family and friends presence then having this big platform with all the criticism can be really hard yeah definitely um I I can't even imagine for like younger kids like Charlie because I Bless like I heart. always hear yeah I always hear people I always hear in the interviews and stuff how like people are so mean and it it really it really makes me sad <laughs> because these are people yeah and I feel like that's so important for people to remember first and foremost that you're talking to right. a real human right yeah and honestly I talk back so if you do say something that I don't like, I, I do um, kind of get the mommy bear, like, I'm from Vegas, you know, I just don't take crap. So if you're going to say something mean, even if you're a kid, I'll just be like, hey, you don't need to say anything like that on my page. You know, it, yeah. it, it just isn't necessary. If you're, it just goes to the saying, like, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all. Like, it doesn't matter right Say it to your friends yeah totally so I've like never had the urge to comment on someone's something and tell them like how wrong they are like so I just don't yeah. get it right yeah same here sometimes I mean sometimes you feel the need like if you really are passionate about like like po- politics for a state, you know like if you yeah. have something to say like that like there were times where I just want to be like 
blah. But you know what? I just think to myself and say, why? Why am I, why am I going to waste my time doing that? Because no one's going to care anyway. No one cares about your opinion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? that's true. So you just have to, and you know, there are some people that come back to my Instagram or they'll DM me and be like, Hey, I apologize. I didn't even think before I posted that comment or, you know, oh they backtrack. Yeah. And I, I really love that because, you know, they are owning up to what you they're know, saying. That's refreshing to hear because I've actually, um, I had another creator on the show say the same thing that they were having people apologize to them later. And that's so cool to see that you can impact people positively with your platform. And then they come back and are like, Hey, sorry. Right. There was a mom who posted a video of her. I don't know if you've seen, but, um, she was drinking vodka and like doing, doing, you know, doing the lunch thing and saying like, Oh, that's too much and stuff. And she came and emailed me and was like, Hey, it was just like a joke video. Um, I apologize, blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, and it's fine. Honestly, <laughs> people can make fun of me. I really don't care. It, I, I have the thickest skin and I really don't care what other people think of me so yeah well if you uh, had cared you probably wouldn't have kept making the videos right exactly so I mean obviously this comes with the territory not everyone's gonna think I'm funny or cute or whatever a good mom and that's fine you know they, they don't know me in real life and if they did then they can say all that stuff to me but honestly it doesn't really bother me I think it bothers more of like the people that follow me and support me because they're the ones who are who really stick up for me and they're the ones seeing it yeah that makes sense um it's yeah it's so interesting because there are so many different types of communities on the internet you know I feel like you fall into the kind of crafty, like cute mom category. And I am like a very hot mess person. So like, I don't think I could ever arrange a lunch. Although I am very inspired by your videos to make stuff <laughs> cute. Um, so yeah, I think it's just important for people to realize that seeing something on the internet doesn't mean you have to be like them. You know, it's not a comparison. It's not a competition, but that's like, there are totally people that watch your videos and are like, Oh my gosh, like this is my like world. Like I love this type of stuff. And then some people don't. Yes. And that's okay. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't, I don't really care if your kids eat chicken nuggets every day. Like uh, as long as they're eating, that's fine. I mean, we, we eat fast food. I'm not going to say we eat healthy every day. I love fast food. Honestly, I love Roberto's and Taco Bell. <laughs> you know, Who doesn't love pizza. Taco Bell though. Like so almost every week. I mean, I'm not, I'm not perfect. Our family's not perfect. Um, What's your go-to Taco Bell order? You know, they took it off the menu, but it was a double decker taco. It was, um, soft, it's a soft shell and a hard shell taco together, but they took it out. I remember that. That's not there anymore. No, I don't keep up. I'm behind. But yeah, (laughs) but yeah, so no one's perfect. I am not trying to be. So people just have to remember everyone is normal and human. And I have a bunch of laundry I have to do (laughs) all the time. So (laughs) 
I totally feel that. Uh, so you said that this kind of opened the door for like more brand deals and monetization type opportunities for you. What are you kind of doing now? Is this a platform you're trying to monetize or is this just like fun for you? Um, I mean, it's just fun for me. I would be doing it regardless of monetization, but if I'm going to make money off of it, why not? I have three kids and they cost a lot of money. <laughs> so, and, um, it would mean that I could be at home and work with them more, you know, and spend yeah. more time with them, which, which is always good, good in my book. So if you kind of had brands be reaching out to you, do you have like a press kit and you reach out to brands? How does that kind of look for you? Um, I haven't really aggressively done any marketing for myself or anything. Um, I've just let companies reach out to me um, just so I'm not stressed over it right? and making it uh, just a money thing. Yeah, definitely. So do you, do you I live stream at all on the app? I do. I do all the time because uh, they like it. <laughs> they, they love it when um, Addie and I are on there. So I try to do it at least once a week. Yeah. Live streaming super powerful. I feel like that's where like the super fans kind of come out. Yeah. And, and it's cool because, um, there are certain names that I can kind of recognize the more I, you know, read the comments and see who's in the live. So it puts into perspective of like, Oh, who's who. And I can kind of, yeah, you know, put a face, not a face, but you know, I can kind of see who's, see who's paying attention. Who's there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed that as well. And so you're so, it's so interesting. I didn't realize you were so new on the app. I'm like, I have questions that are like about like having management and all this stuff. And it's like, you're just so your account is still only like four months old. So a lot of the stuff I wanted to ask you doesn't even apply because you're so new still. Right. That's super cool though. That really does speak to the power of the platform. It'll be interesting to see how, where you are, like even just a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, definitely. It's at scary. Any, oh, sorry. At <laughs> any point, did you start to feel like overwhelmed? No, not really. I, um, I, it's hard for me to get overwhelmed. I love being busy constantly. I, and sometimes I'm like, why do I do this to myself? But <laughs> That's just how I am. Like even going through college, I had three jobs because I wanted to and going to college full time. So that's just, that's just me, I guess. I just like having a lot on my plate and um, just being busy all the time all right. kind of keeps me, all right. I don't know. Right. <laughs> yes, baby. Thank you. Right. You can't open this. Sorry. I'm totally the same way. So I get it. I'm like a workaholic, but it's like fun work when it's working in social media, it's like it's super fun. So it's not, I don't feel like I'm, you know, doing everything, but I kind of am sometimes. That's all we have time for today, y'all. Make sure you come back next week to listen to part two of my interview with Jessica. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of TikTok Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave us a review in the iTunes store and let us know what you liked about the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you next week. Peace out, Girl Scout.